48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. Financial Secretary Paul Chan rejects calls to give cash handouts this year. Nine people are injured in a freak escalator accident at Ngao Taokok MTR station. And Donald Trump says he's in no rush to seal a deal with North Korean supremo Kim Jong-un. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, has dismissed criticism that the government would be transferring astronomical amounts of money to landlords by proposing to spend around $20 billion on the purchase of private commercial units for welfare use. During a LegCo hearing on Mr. Chan's budget, neo-Democrat lawmaker Gary Fan slammed the plan for transferring benefits to the private sector and asked why the government wouldn't develop those facilities and dozens of vacant school premises around the city instead. Mr. Fan also questioned if the government is investing too much money in infrastructural projects and sacrificing the needs of the people. Speaking through an interpreter, Paul Chan said Mr. Fan's accusations are unfounded. What you said uh, was a distortion of facts and trying to confuse people. Now, if Dr. Lao Chi Kong is going to spend $20 billion to purchase properties, for sure he'll come to consult the council. And then you'll have due opportunities to ask various questions and queries. As for being lopsided, favoring infrastructure and taking livelihood issues lightly, well, it depends on what is the purpose of the infrastructure. Our focus is housing and land, traffic infrastructure, development of hospitals, and healthcare facilities. These are all needed by our people. The financial secretary also rejected DAB lawmaker Leung Ji Jiang's suggestion for a $2,000 universal cash handout. Speaking through an interpreter, Paul Chan said the plan simply isn't feasible. It has been regarded as out of step with the new fiscal policy of the current Trump government. So we won't do that, we can't do that. Bearing in mind the economic landscape, we are spending 70% of the surplus on the taxpayers, the race payers, as well as recipients of different kinds of welfare payments. The current arrangement is already a balanced approach. The MTR says nine people have been injured in an accident on an escalator at Ngao Taokok MTR station. At around 9 o'clock this morning, they were all struck on the leg by a protruding skirt panel. The MTR says staff rushed to the scene and shut down the escalator. The nine passengers were sent to hospital. The rail firm says it's already instructed the escalator's contractor to investigate. Rail services on the Kuntong line haven't been affected. An engineer has been given a suspended jail sentence of, of a year for failing to thoroughly examine an escalator and its components at Langham Place three months before it suddenly reversed direction. 68-year-old Ma Siulong was also slapped with a fine of $40,000 at Kowloon City Court over what the magistrate said was a rash and careless examination. The accident on March the 25th, 2017 injured 18 people. Sources say the government will soon put a non-binding motion on a plan to adjust tolls at the three cross-harbour tunnels before the Legislative Council, having recently shelled the proposal because of opposition from lawmakers across the political spectrum. The Transport Secretary, Frank Chan, is expected to make a formal announcement tomorrow. Maggie Ho reports. The government had wanted to raise tolls for private cars at the Cross Harbour Tunnel and the Eastern Harbour Crossing from $20 and $25 to $40, while lowering the fee at the Western Harbour Crossing from $70 to $50 in a bid to even out traffic between the tunnels and cut congestion. But lawmakers were unhappy at the proposed toll levels, which forced the government to shelve a LegCo motion at the last minute about a month ago. 
Back then, Transport Secretary Frank Chen said officials would continue to lobby lawmakers to shore up support. However, it's understood that the latest proposal will maintain the original suggested toll adjustments. But sources say the government will try to improve the offer by undertaking to use the extra income from the raised fees to improve road safety and to conduct a comprehensive review on how to better manage traffic between the three tunnels after the franchise of the Western Harbour crossing expires in 2023. Democratic Party lawmaker Lam Jack Ting says he's unimpressed after meeting with transport officials on the topic this morning. He says there's no change to the high increase in tolls for the Cross Harbor Tunnel and the Eastern Harbor Crossing, and his party still thinks congestion will go unresolved in future. The tunnel fee proposal uh, remains unchanged. This is the cause of the uh, dispute. So uh, I don't think the high percentage of increase could gain the support from the political parties in the Legislative Council. For the Democratic Party, if the government refuses to review the tunnel fee level of the fee tunnels, we don't think that we will support the government proposal. President Trump has begun a second day of talks with the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un by saying he was in no rush to reach a deal. Speed is not that important to me. I very much appreciate no testing of nuclear rockets, missiles, any of it. Very much appreciate it. We had a very good talk about that last night. And again, I I am in no rush. Uh, We don't want the testing. And uh, we've, uh, we've developed something very special with respect to that. After warm words on the first day, Mr. Trump is under pressure to secure concrete steps towards ending the North's nuclear program. But the U.S. leader insisted that it was more important to get the right agreement. Mr. Kim, who seldom, if ever, has to answer questions from journalists, said it was too early to tell what would come out of the talks, but he had a feeling the results would be good. The BBC's Jonathan Head in Hanoi has this assessment. I think what we're going to see is probably specific steps that they can describe as as building on the relationship. Now, that could be North Korea agreeing to close a specific facility, but of course it would have to be verifiable too in return for an easing of sanctions and then other measures possibly like the opening of liaison offices in each other's countries, that kind of thing. These are going to be steps that will disappoint people who want a, a much more concrete framework for denuclearization. The U.S. House of Representatives has approved a bill expanding background checks for all gun sales, including those at gun shows and on the Internet. The legislation is the most significant gun control measure to make progress in Congress in more than two decades. However, the bill is unlikely to be approved in the Senate, where Republicans have a majority. President Trump would also need to sign it for it to become law. The White House has said his advisers would urge him to veto the measure because it isn't compatible with a constitutional right to bear arms. Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, has said he fears there won't be a peaceful transfer of power if the president loses the 2020 election. Mr. Cohen, who is about to begin a three-year jail term, made a series of allegations to a congressional committee, including that Mr. Trump knew in advance during the 2016 election that WikiLeaks was going to release hacked emails damaging to the Democrats. The Democrat chairman of the committee, Elijah Cummings, said he believed Mr. Cohen's testimony. I think he's remorseful. And a lot of people said, oh, the reason why he's coming in is because he just wants to get his sentence reduced. I think that's not likely. But the, the fact is, I don't, I don't want you to miss this. And he agreed with me and I, because I told him, if you come in here and you lie, and these were my exact words, I will nail you to the cross. And I meant that. 
The United States says it's focused on de-escalating the tension between India and Pakistan after the military confrontation between the two nuclear-armed neighbors. The Pentagon statement came after Pak- Pakistan released a video of an Indian pilot it captured after shooting down his fighter plane. The BBC's Rajini Vadyanathan in Delhi says India's foreign ministry has responded. They said that earlier today they summoned Pakistan's acting high commissioner to their offices in Delhi, where they lodged a strong protest at what they described as the unprovoked act of aggression by Pakistan. They have also demanded that the Indian pilot is released immediately. But most strikingly, perhaps in this statement tonight, was that it said India reserves the right to take firm and decisive action to protect its national security, sovereignty and territorial integrity against any act of aggression. The crisis between India and Pakistan is affecting international air travel. Several airlines have suspended flights to Pakistan, while others have had to reroute flights to avoid Pakistani airspace, which was closed after the clashes. Venezuela's opposition leader, Juan Guaido, has announced he's traveling to Brazil after failing to return to Caracas from Colombia. He's expected to meet Brazil's right-wing leader, Jair Bolsonaro, later today. Here's the BBC's Leonardo Rocha. Mr. Guaido was supposed to be back in Venezuela by now, but it appears he hasn't been able to return. He defied the Supreme Court travel ban when he arrived in Colombia on Saturday. From Colombia, he attempted to take tons of humanitarian aid across the border and was blocked by the Venezuelan army. President Nicolás Maduro says Mr. Guaido will face justice when he returns. If he's arrested, that may lead to a stronger response from the United States. But there's no support in Latin America for the deployment of foreign troops in Venezuela. Doctors in Australia have documented what they say is only the second known occurrence of semi-identical twins in the world. They were born in 2014, but details of the case have only just been made public. The BBC's Tracy Burcham has the story. In what experts have described as an extremely rare case, the sister and brother from Brisbane, who are now four, share 75% of their DNA. In contrast, identical twins would share 100%, and fraternal pairs share 50. The Brisbane twins have identical DNA from their mother, but not from their father. That's because the single egg was fertilised by two sperm. The embryo then split in two, with each half ending up with two sets of chromosomes, the necessary number. Normally, an embryo dies in such cases, as it has three sets of chromosomes. Doctors say it's the first time such an exceptional case has been identified during pregnancy. Home prices have rebounded after falling for five months in a row. Data from the Rating and Valuation Department showed private home prices rose by a mere 0.08% in January, the first rise since last July. The latest increase was broad-based, with all sizes of flats recording price gains. Luxury flats of at least 1,722 square feet saw the biggest gain of almost 1.5%, while flats between 430 square feet and 752 square feet rose 0.03%, the smallest increase among all sizes. Meanwhile, rent levels continued to fall for a third month in a row. Average rent fell 0.7% in January. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 110.88 yen, the euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 13 cents, the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 43 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,798, that's 42 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $59 billion. And now to the sports, here's Adam Jones. 
We start with football. Liverpool score five goals as they maintain their lead in the English Premier League. They remain one point above Manchester City after victories for both sides. The BBC's James Gregg rounds up the action. There was potential for stories everywhere in the Premier League on Wednesday night, and to some extent, we got some. All eyes were on the top two: Liverpool at home to Watford, and Manchester City, who welcomed West Ham to the Etihad. Well, Jurgen Klopp's side ran riot at Anfield. They ran out five-nil winners with two goals apiece from Saido Mane and defender Virgil Van Dijk. Either side of a Diroc Origi strike at the Etihad, it took a Sergio Aguero penalty to separate the two sides. So, in terms of Of the title race, Liverpool remain one point ahead of City on 69 points. The only other team who had an outside chance of mounting a charge for the title was Tottenham. But after they went down 2-0 to a Chelsea side that didn't include goalkeeper Kepa Arthabalaga, one suspects that nine points might be too much of a hill to climb at this stage of the season. The race for fourth place continues as current occupants of that final Champions League spot, Arsenal, thrashed Bournemouth 5-1 at. The Emirates, whilst Manchester United won 3-1 away from home at Crystal Palace. Romelu Lukaku scoring twice in that one. And at the bottom end of the table, Southampton managed to move out of the relegation places with a fine 2-0 win against Claudio Ranieri's Fulham side, who are now 10 points from safety. In Spain, Barcelona won 3-0 at Real Madrid with two goals from Luis Suarez to reach the final of the Copa del Rey 4-1 on aggregate. The two sides meet again on Saturday in the league, where Barcelona topped the table by seven points. In cricket, England have beaten the West Indies by 29 runs in the fourth one-day international in Grenada, chasing 419 for victory. West Indies were bowled out in 48 overs. Chris Gale scored 162 to become the 14th batsman to reach 10,000 runs in one-day cricket. Joss Butler scored 150 for England. Elsewhere, Glenn Maxwell smashed a remarkable 113 off 55 balls, as Australia hammered India by seven wickets in Bangalore to take their two-match T20 series 2-0. India had posted 190 for four in 20 overs, but Maxwell's innings saw Australia home with two balls to spare. And finally, in the NBA, Dwayne Wade banked a straightaway three-pointer as time expired to help Miami beat Golden State 126 to 125. The Heat wasted a 24-point lead at home before D Wade came to the rescue. He finished with 25 points. Clay Thompson had a game-high 36 in defeat. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting there. To end the news, our top stories once again. Financial Secretary Paul Chan rejects calls to give cash handouts this year. Nine people are injured in a freak escalator accident at Ngautau Kok MTR station, and Donald Trump says he's in no rush to seal a deal with North Korean Supremo Kim Jong Un. The news from RTHK.
If they tell you that you can't, you can shove it in their face. I can, I can, I can. So a hundred thousand disbelievers couldn't keep me on the ground. I've invented a momentum that'll never slow me down. I believe it 'cause I feel it and I shout it out loud. I can, I can, I can. So. I can. 